0: Welcome church. It's good to be here isn't it? You know if you were here this morning you would have had the privilege and the excitement of not being able to see a dicky bird. (laughs) Because this little box up here which is the smoke box would not stop. And so it was belling smoke out for a lot of the morning wasn't it Io? A long part of the morning and so the flow flow to the service kind of, we we had ladders up here trying to switch it off and so so the flow to the meeting I I, I guess kind of slowed down a little bit didn't it? Um, So we're trusting God that that's all sorted and Io went and ripped all the cords out I think and all that kind of stuff and uh, so we're hoping the flow to today's meeting is uh, is a little bit more flowy, um, yeah. No smoke screens. Sorry, no smoke, screens. no smoke screens this afternoon. It's no smoke without fire. <laughs> so I was kind of in two minds as to what to to bring to you today and. Uh, I'm going to just very briefly bring you what God spoke to me earlier on in the week. Those of you that were here this morning um, will have heard this, but it's good to hear it again. This isn't actually the word. <laughs> this is a word that God spoke to me earlier on in the week, which I, I kind of thought, well, should I preach on that? But then I'd done no preparation. And then I guess the next day it kind of went out of my mind until this morning, When I got up and I was praying this morning, and the first word that came back to my mind was was this particular word I'm going to use. And so, really what it is, it's a bit of advice for the church. It's a bit of advice for me, but it's a bit of advice for the church. Okay. I hope you receive it well. I hope that you receive it in the spirit that uh, it's designed to be given in. Okay. It's not a criticism. It's not meant to be a condemnation. It's just for you to receive it, take it away, test it and then see where you go from there. And the word that God spoke to me earlier on in the week and this morning um, concerns about being swayed. God said, don't be swayed by other people that's what God spoke to me and at first I thought I wonder if he's talking to myself well he clearly was but then when he confirmed it this morning I knew in my heart I had to give it to the church so God says don't be swayed by other people can you hear me you're kissing me you're sending kisses to me Julie So, is it a bit too sorry is that better down that way? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Good. All this technology. <laughs> I'd sooner just have my hands, to be honest with you. I've got a big enough gob as it is, most people will tell me. Uh, anyway, that's, that's done it again, hasn't it? I'm blaming I.O.E. put it on. <laughs> anyway, don't be swayed by other people. Now look. It's good to take godly counsel. I'm not saying don't take godly counsel. But there's godly counsel and there's opinion. Two completely different things altogether. And what tends to happen is if you take opinion and then maybe you discuss it with a wife or a friend and then they discuss it with somebody else. And then they discuss it with somebody else. And before you know it, it works through the whole batch of dough the scripture tells us. If you seek godly counsel, it will bear fruit for the kingdom of heaven. Because what you'll do, you see, is you'll go away and you are either, number one, you won't listen to that. Or number two, if you do listen, you'll go away and you'll say, I tell you what, God, what's your heart on this matter. What do you say about this, Lord? You won't go to somebody else and say, what do you think? He said, she said, what do you think? Where should we go? What should we do? That can sometimes be called gossip. And so my intention and my heart for you this, mo- uh, this morning, this afternoon, and for myself, hey, I am speaking to myself here, is it's great to seek godly counsel But don't let your opinion be the downfall for other people. Is that all right? Is that good wisdom? It's not come from me, it's come from God, I assure you. Okay, so there we go. I hope that's not set the tone for the rest of the preach, by the way, but that's God who wants me to pass it on to you. And I have to be obedient to what God tells me to do. And sometimes it's not not nice to hear. We're not here to tell you, news that itching hears wants to hear if we did that you'd love it you'd love the, the 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 preach every sunday sometimes you have to speak hard stuff and i have to listen when i'm at home and i'm i'm reading my scriptures and i'm and i'm, and I'm in tears because I know, i'm knowing that's me what god's i don't want to listen to it i don't want to see it but i know that's me and i have to confess repent and move on so, I want to start off by saying this, morning, this afternoon, just a simple thing, Jesus is alive. I'm listening for more than that. Jesus is alive. Come on, Jesus is alive. He's not dead. If you're alive, you're not dead. You've got breath in your lungs. God has seen to it that this morning that he's put breath into your lungs so that you can get out of bed. I know somebody at one point in many years ago who used to get out of bed and swing their legs over and say, good morning Holy Spirit. But you've got breath in your lungs today as long as it is called today. And so you're alive. Are you? Good. Jesus is alive. We used to sing a song, going back into Sunday school days many years ago. God's not dead. No, He is alive. God's not dead. No, He is alive. God's not dead. No, He is alive. He's alive in me. Feel him in my hands. Feel him in my feet. Feel him in my heart. Feel him in my soul. Feel him all over me. And you remember that one? Yeah. I'd love to sing you, but I might get get rebuked off Barry and Vicky when they come back, if you find out. (laughs) In Mark chapter 12, verse 27, Jesus said, you know what, guys? Because the, I think it was the Sadducees or the Pharisees were talking about the resurrection. And there was was a, a guy who died, and he was married to this lady, and and, the, and, and apparently in them days uh, when the fella dies you have to marry the next brother and so on and so on and she, so this, this lady married seven I think it was seven of them she married and they all said well who will she be married to at the resurrection and Jesus said hey you're mistaken because God is not the God of the dead he's the God of the living you are badly mistaken he's the God of the living And my question to you today and to me is, are you dead or are you alive? Because you may have breath in your lungs and that's because of the mercy and the grace of God, but you may still be dead. I may still be dead, but alive. What do I mean by that? A couple of weeks ago, Well, actually, at this moment in time, we are in a series called the Alpha Series, or the Alpha Course, and a number of people in here will have been on the Alpha Course, and uh, I love the Alpha Course, I just think it's fantastic. It really is a great way to be refreshed, refined about the simple basics of the Christian faith, and I'd go on it every time, I do, and... The week last Saturday, we had what was known as our Alpha Holy Spirit Away Day. It's actually supposed to be a weekend, but it was a day. And we had that here at Hope Church, and there were a number of people, maybe 15 people, I think, something like that, that turned up. There are some that are regular, some that are not. But about 15 of us turned up on this day two weeks ago for our Alpha Holy Spirit Away Day. And basically, what you do is you watch some videos um, from Holy Trinity Church Brompton or some of their folks from that church, and they give you some wisdom, some insight, some knowledge about the Holy Spirit. Who is he? The Holy Spirit is a person. Okay, you know that the Holy Spirit is a person. All right. So we've got God the Father, God the Son. God, the Holy Spirit so we we have these videos and we are equipped by these videos and then right and then we have food as well food's great we have we have Ian our, He's our chef he's Ian here or has he gone he's our brilliant chef and he cooks us great food and we have some food and then right at the end of the day the Alpha Course teaches us as leaders to pray for those who want to be filled with the Holy Spirit so That's what we did. We prayed for those who stuck their hand up and said hey I'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit and quite clearly in that room that day the Holy Spirit's presence was so tangible and because there'd been much prayer beforehand we just knew that there was going to be some fruit for the kingdom that day when we prayed for people we knew it we absolutely knew it i was so excited about it before the actual day because i knew that there was going to be much fruit and so here's a testimony from one of the people that day is not actually here today but this is what he said he said last saturday was the alpha away day we were discussing the holy spirit Afterwards, we were all prayed for. They weren't actually all prayed for. it's only those that wanted to be prayed for. And whilst being prayed with, I sensed the Holy Spirit upon me and felt like a warm glow fill me. I had a real sense of what the disciples experienced when the Holy Spirit came upon them with tongues of fire. <coughs> that excites me reading testimonies like that. And it should excite you too. It really should excite you too that somebody who came to the Alpha Course at Hope Church was filled with the Holy Spirit, had the warmth and the glow of the Holy Spirit and his life was turned around that day because he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, because he had faith to believe that when people prayed with him, he would receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to ask you, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whatever it is, don't care. Can you resonate with any of these four kind of brackets? I've got four brackets. I want to ask you a question um, and, and ask if you resonate with any of these four kind of brackets. The first one is, okay, if you're in here today, and I don't know why you've come in here today, you may have come in because you've got nothing else to do. You may have come in because you're a kind of religious person who comes to church week in, week out and have done it for many years. You may have come in here today because your mum and dad have made you go. That's what happened to me when I was a kid. I've got to go. They keep telling me I've got to go till I was 16 and I want to make a decision myself at 13. I didn't want to be in church. And the reason I didn't want to be in church is because it was next door. And they would stand up, sit down, keep moving. But I had to go because I was made to go. There's all sorts of reasons as to why you may be here. You may be here today because you woke up this morning, or maybe some other time, and thought to yourself, I'm going to try that church today because uh, I'm looking for a new church. That's great, fantastic. Welcome, good to see you. I hope you find your home. If it's here, brilliant, fantastic. You may have woke up and thought, I don't believe in God. I don't really want to believe in God, but something is, is kind of knocking at my heartstrings, and, and, and could it be God? Is there a God? Wh- where is this God? And i tell you what, I'll go to Hope Church, and maybe, just maybe, I'll find out. So, you've never believed in Jesus. Well, let me start off with a few scriptures for you. You know what I'm like when I'm preaching and losing my... my oh, they're not there now. There. <laughs> I've got form. Let's have a look at Acts chapter 16. Please if you've got your it's not one that I gave to Tracy by the way the guys at the back so you don't have to put it up if you can't get it. <coughs> Excuse me. Acts chapter 16 and it's actually verse 16 I'm going to read from. I'm going to read a few scriptures today okay and this is the account of paul and silas who were in prison because of their faith okay so once when we were going through the place of prayer we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future she earned a great deal of money for for her owners by fortune telling she followed paul and the rest of us shouting these men are servants of the most high god who are telling you the way to be saved she kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her, own, when her owners realised that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack. I'm going to kind of carry on for uh, sakes time, so I'll just try and keep up. It says, after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. So he put them in in the... uh, in the cells and fastened their feet, feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the, pri- that the, fi- foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains, chains came loose." The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison door, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house. Number one, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. And more than likely, the rest of your household, maybe your cousins, maybe your work colleagues, maybe whoever that God chooses to save through you. So the first thing is, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's good that if today you're in this house of God and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't, may I, commend you to, may I commend Jesus to you to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing that you should do. The second thing is this. You might say, but Tony, I believe in Jesus. I've been going to church for 20 odd years, etc., etc. Uh, but, but, but this Holy Spirit thing, Every now and then somebody mentions it. Perhaps you might have come this morning, you're reasonably new to church, you've not long since given your life to the Lord, and you've never heard of the Holy Spirit. So let me give you a bit of scripture on that then. In Acts chapter 19, and we might actually get this on the screen, I'm not going to read all the verses that I mentioned at first, guys, at the back. I'm just going to, um, for time's sake, just going to read a few. Acts chapter 19 and this is Paul in Ephesus when Apollos was at Corinth Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus there he found some disciples and asked them did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed they answered no we've not even heard that there's a Holy Spirit so Paul asked then what baptism did you receive John's baptism they replied Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is, in Jesus. When hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There was about 12 men in all. So here we have a situation where 12 men and there may have been women there as well, had believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know, it doesn't tell us how they come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but they had. They come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but they'd never heard of the Holy Spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit. Now you can't say you've never heard of the Holy Spirit, because I'm telling you about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is Jesus, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. What does the Holy Spirit do? It comes in, it takes over, it's like a burning fire within your heart, within your mind, within your soul. It washes away the sin and the stain of a corrupted flesh and it brings in the white pureness of the God who loves you and the Jesus who died on the cross for you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And when he does it, it starts something new, brand new in you, okay, that will you will never be the same person again. You then become a supernatural person. Number three. You might say to me this morning, well, you know what, Tom. I was once baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you know, for some reasons, and maybe you don't even know the reasons. Maybe it's because God has tested you in some way and you feel you failed that test. Maybe it's because God has allowed something to happen to you and, and instead of trusting God and seeing it through, however painful it may have been, you have allowed the circumstance to take you back to the place you once was now that's not me being critical because i have been there many times trust and obey there's no other way to be happy in jesus but the trust and to trust and obey how easy church is it for us when the times of testing come it might be an illness it might be money worries. It might be job worries. It might be children worries. It might be worldly worries. Lord, look at what's happened in Christchurch. church. Look at all what's happening in the world today that we live in. do you and I not need a saviour? And for some reason you've lost that fire. You've lost that spark that you once had. But you're still coming to church because you know, somehow, you know that at some point in your life, God did something miraculous and wonderful for you. And so you keep coming back. And it might be that in all that, you are a God chaser. You are chasing after God. Well, here's the good news. He's chasing after you too as well. And somewhere in the middle, you're going to meet. I want to say to those that have lost their way in the Holy Spirit. I already kind of mentioned it this morning. Once you are born again you cannot lose your salvation. Once you are born again, the, the spark which is, was once lit in you, it, it's still there. It, it's not gone. It's probably you that's gone. But the root and the foundation is still there. Because God doesn't, isn't a kind of God who would say, I'll tell you what, I'll do it once, and then I'll take it off you. And then when you've done something bad or sinful, I'll take it off you again. And I'll take it off you again. Yes, there are consequences to sin. But that root that God gave you when you first believed and you first were baptised in the Holy Spirit, it is still there. It's not gone anywhere. And it's a good job. It's a good job. For me, in Ephesians 5 1 to 18. Oh, I can feel the Holy Spirit in this room tonight, this afternoon, this morning. The Holy Spirit is hovering, the Holy Spirit's hovering. Ephesians chapter 5. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example therefore as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But amongst you there must not be even a hint of of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking which are out of place but rather give thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, get this into your spirit church, no immoral, impure or greedy person such a person is an idolater as any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God let no one deceive you with empty words for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient therefore do not be partners with them for you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness righteousness and truth and find out what pleases the Lord have nothing to do with the fruitful deeds of darkness but rather expose them it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light that is why it is said wake up O sleeper rise from the dead and christ will shine on you be very careful how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil therefore do not be foolish but understand what the lord's will is do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the spirits speaking to one another with psalms hymns and songs from the spirits sing and make music from your heart to the lord always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of our lord jesus christ this is so important brothers and sisters this is so important find out what pleases the lord if you were in for vicky's preach a few weeks ago you'll have heard her speaking about seeking first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added unto you find out what pleases the lord a couple of weeks ago she doesn't even know that i'm going to do this now rachel harper did a blog and it's called lent let's change the language And i'm going to read with rachel's permission which you should give me <laughs> something of this log often the language used when talking about lent is about giving something up Last year, I gave up cake for Lent because I work in a coffee shop and I often get tempted to buy food from the pastry case. But what did I do on Easter Sunday when Lent finished? I ate cake. There was no spiritual development or time set aside for God. I just didn't eat cake for 40 days. Lent is an invitation to draw closer to God. God wants you to come close to him. He wants to deepen his relationship with you, his personal relationship. If we make space for God, he will fill it. If you and I make space for God, he will fill it. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It's easy to draw near to God when we're in church when everyone is worshipping and praising and his presence fills the room but what happens when we leave church and go about our daily lives? Do we still come near to God? Does Jesus feel like a close friend to you? It's such a great read I just commend this read to to everybody it's it's great and I can't go through it all But one more thing I'd like to say says, Rachel asked a question. How can you be more intentional about spending time with God over Lent? And her answer is maybe take the five by five by five challenge. When you wake up, take five minutes to read the Bible, five minutes to listen to worship and five minutes to pray. It's something that is achievable and hopefully after 40 days, you will form a habit. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. That takes effort. That takes time. We are a nation and a people who have a great excuses not to have time for our God and King. We're too busy. Our days too busy. My priorities are this. His priorities or my priorities for God are there. But you will not find if you do not seek. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. So, I'm still on number three, whereby you might say to me, Tony, I just need that feeling again. I just need the Holy Spirit again. I've, I've lost my way and I need to be filled again. My response to you would be, wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Are you going to ask God to wake you up and wake me up so that he can shine his light upon you and upon me? So the fourth, the last one, getting to the end. The last category. You're born again. You're in this place today and you're born again. And uh, you're living in the Spirit. You're thriving in the Spirit. You're outworking the plans of God for your life. How can you not be? If you're born again and living in the Spirit, His plans and His purpose must be outworked. And you're bearing much fruit for the kingdom. Well, my advice to you is simply this from Galatians 25. Since we live by the Spirit, just keep in step with the Spirit. That's all you need to do. Continue to seek and keep in step and find out what pleases God. And amen, if you're a Christian in this place today and you're filled with the Spirit, you're on fire for God and you're achieving so much for the kingdom, hallelujah, praise God. That's good. I mentioned before that it's my belief that God sees you and me are supernatural the potential in you and me to be supernatural when I was a kid my favorite character was of course Superman I loved Christopher Reeve I loved the fact that he could just whoo fly off in the sky and go in a telephone box and whirl around and he used to have this suit and tie, and the next minute it'd be Superman and he could basically do anything couldn't he because he was superhuman Well, God wants you to be the equivalent Christian, superhuman. He does. He wants you to be able to achieve things for Him and for His kingdom and for His glory, which are not what any normal human being would be able to do. He wants you to act in the supernatural. I want to give you a bit of an example, and we are fast running out of time, and I want to spend a bit of time in prayer as well. Last night, at home, I was having curry for my tea. My wife makes a delicious curry. So I was having curry and rice for my tea. And in the midst of eating this curry and rice, I was watching United and Wolverhampton, I was getting bored. And so my mind flicked from the football and the curry... To the supernatural. Because I'd been thinking about it earlier on in the week. And I was just thinking about the supernatural. And I, just, I was coming to the end of my curry. And I thought to myself, I flicked from the supernatural to so my mind and started to think, you know what I'd love for my dessert? And I don't, we don't normally have dessert in our house. Do you know what I'd love for my dessert? I would love a Walls Mint Vianetta. I thought, I thought, i haven't had one for years. And I don't know what it was. I just fancied a Walls Mint Viennese, And I thought, oh, I could just feel it going down. And, and, and just being gratefully received. It was just a moment in time in my life where I thought I'd love one of them. And then my wife comes in. And let me tell you, I don't do any shopping in our house. Not a jot of shopping. I don't even buy my own clothes. The wife does that. Everything in our house from shopping is done by my beautiful wife. So the wife comes in with this stick. She said, there you go, I have one of these. And I'm thinking, I've just had chicken curry, she's given me a lolly ice. (laughs) And so I tears the white paper off the lolly ice, and lo and behold, it's a mint, walls. Viennetta ice cream on a lolly. <laughs> you couldn't credit it, could you? I just you couldn't. I just couldn't believe, and I took a picture of it. Have we, have we got this picture. <laughs> Is it there? And I could not believe that my desire would be that, and that I actually got that. Amazing. Now that's a bit of a silly illustration, but actually that's what God wants us to be like. He wants us to believe that it has happened before it actually happens. I can't say with any, any truth at all that I believed I was going to get that last night. I didn't even think I was going to get anything, but I got that. So, I've asked you four. Well, I've asked you four. I've given you four categories to think about. Which one are you in? And I would like us, just for a few minutes, just for a few minutes, I want us to. God wants the best for you, He wants the best for you. You might be. Today, you might say, Tony, I am dry. I have not felt the presence of God for many a days, many a weeks, many a years. You might say to me, Tony, I've never heard of the Holy Spirit, but you have now. And I want to pray with you today that you will receive the Holy Spirit. It's that simple. And as me and Jeff were praying for a particular person on this Alpha Holy Spirit Away Day, The Holy Spirit just rushed in. It rushed in. So much so that a man testified about the warmth and the glow of this Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit, church. We cannot do without the Holy Spirit. And if today you are empty, if today you've never had it, I want us just to come. Just come. If you've got, you just need the Holy Spirit because there's so many things going on in your life and you cannot deal with it anymore. It's got too much. I'd ask you to come as well. And we want to pray with you as the band are just lightly playing. Just come out, and some of us will come and pray with you. Don't be afraid. If you need it, if you need God today, if you need the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the love of the Holy Spirit, the joy of the Holy Spirit, there are people in this room today who need to to, to feel God's love and His arms around them and in them. Please come to the front and we will pray with you. Um, Come now. Come now and we'll do it now. Don't be shy. If it's you, just come out.